Hey guys, welcome to another amazing episode of the Millennial Circle with Faith and Adefe. Of course, you know, this is the podcast where we discuss everything pertaining to young people. We talk about love, we talk about education, tech, opportunities, business, finance, whatever it is, the Millennial Circle is where you can get all the juicy information as a Gen Z or a millennial. So I hope you're having a great day today and I hope you are having fun. Bad boy Tim's in the building. Spiritual ginger. Okay, so guys, we are here again after a long time out. I'm going to talk about music with Tempo. So, without any further ado, like, Tempo just tell us. What's up? What's up, Tempo? Yo, I'm fine. My name is Tempo. Tempo Ozioma Igimasi, and I work in music. Uh, currently at Anonymous Music. Uh, if you know Bad Boy teams, more like the breakout star of this year, then yeah, he signs his record label that I work for. So, as head of operations, so. What do you do at the Yeah, like head of operations is just what is, you know, on the official pay slip. But yeah, I do a lot more than that because it's a new company. So, of course, I do regularly choke my mouth in things that have to do with like media and branding. Basically, basically like general public perception of what we are. I also like have inputs in that. And then I, I do my operations work that includes a lot of planning and strategy also like you know funding <laughs> okay basically funding is definitely very important to me yeah, yeah. but then can you just tell us what the whole process of creating music looks like so if i'm a musician and i want to create music and i'm not with a record label or i'm with a record label how does the whole process of creating music work well okay so the way it works these days yeah these days anybody can with the way with the amount of technology that we have anybody can create music anywhere and as fast as possible it can be created on the go really yeah because uh, all people need these days to make really good music is to have a proper uh, a proper sound card yeah a computer and you know a microphone so once they already have recorded beats the plates they can add their vocals, use the computer to do things ranging from arranging and layering the vocals to mixing and mastering the song. So, and you know, because of demand, price of these things, it's like a demand, uh, what do you call it? Like the, some sort of deflation where you know, it demands that forces it. So, it's no longer, making music is no longer some special thing that some special people have some monopoly of knowledge over, yeah, a lot of people now 
know how to make music so almost everybody can do it these days so making music can be done by anyone whether you're signed whether you're unassigned so the technical like the actual part of you know making music you just need very minimal things to do but the the uh, the term making music in the broader sense that like the actual making of the music like i already earlier mentioned and then putting it out the entire process that includes marketing and you know trying to win over new listeners conversion and retaining those people yeah it's not really it's not really easy a lot of times people are people who are who aren't signed like sort of have it kind of hard right so uh, let me just give like skeletal detailing into what it would be like if i want to make music as an unsigned artist so i already have my instruments right you know in my room i'm my friends uh some of them might be smoking uh illegal substances i don't feds are listening so (laughs) 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 so some of them might be having some illegal band substance and you know like the vibe comes and people feel oh maybe somebody says some nice thing and somebody says oh this should be in a song and this and i the musician say oh i already have a vibe that like already layer like a rhythm or a melody that i already have in my head i just need to layer lyrics to it and the next thing we just start people start putting um we start you know in the in the, in the studio or in my room or anywhere i i walk from we start putting you know we start putting words to the rhythm i already ha- had in my head we record it uh, over a beat, either we can buy like a ready-made beat online, or I have a producer stand by already have like a beat pack of stuff that he has created. We have a producer who has created, you know, a a beat. He gets either specifically for me or looking for somebody who has the vibe to jump on it. So he brings it. We jump on it. We layer everything. Producer. Um, puts the different beat components or the musical components where they are supposed to be. If the producer is like good with um, sound engineering, he mixes and masters. If not, we send it to a mixing guy who mixes and masters. Guys like STG, who by the way in Nigeria they are not very very appreciated. Guys like STG or Timmy J on the beat or Spirit Mix, yeah, they are the ones who do the mixing and mastering. I send it to him. I get a mastered version that has you know the wav file formats the mp3 file formats and every other thing and then i get this i go to uh one of these music uploading platforms for example DistroKid or um pro rata share i go online uh i upload the song there i I must already you know have an account of course with them so i upload the song there and then uh you know, I select the stores that I want it to be available in. I select the deeds that I want it to drop and everything. Most independent artists, after they do this, you know, they then rely on sharing this, this song link that they've created to this. You understand? But for people who have a lot more structure than that, it's usually a lot more complex. Because then things... Because people who have a lot more structure usually do have a lot more budget. They usually have a lot of money you know for marketing promotion so it's usually crazy so people who have a lot more structure sometimes can subscribe to 
any of these distro companies there are a lot of distro companies uh there's there's um jam distro africa there's empire music uh there's dapa there's 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 jungle there are a lot of them so the good thing is that these days the these distro companies are now beginning to you know offer services that accommodate independent artists right so as an independent artist you can also go to a distro company and say okay i offer you 20 percent of the royalties of my song you get if you distro my song for me and like you know pitch for it to get into certain playlists because getting a song into playlists means that people the probability of the propensity of people to play your songs like way higher than normal right so people have a lot more um, um structure when their their record labels already you know have certain arrangements or sorry standing arrangements with distro companies distro companies handle the you know the uploading and all of the nitty-gritty and back-end work and of course the pitch for them to get into playlists sometimes the distro companies also you know based on the company budget then gets uh stuff like gets um gets other stuff like some digital marketing done like uh depends on how big the budget is they handle like press releases they handle you know email marketing they handle um youtube ads they they handle like search engine op- like optimization for that particular track so see there's a whole ass process in putting out music it's it's usually um usually way more complex than people think it is okay thanks for that bro yeah. so um before we talk about record labels which is a whole like big world of his own um i don't know if you follow all these um, reality music shows like the voice okay. project fame i don't know yeah. if you, have, you follow I, I, I watched a lot of project fame as a kid <laughs> so yeah. the, like for me looking out at those shows mm-hmm. and looking at how many of them finally break out into like the music scene and even stay long like for instance people like Enchidima were able to break mm-hmm. out and just release like one or two songs that were up there and bubbling and after that she was off even like their biggest breakout star maybe Niniola um, Niniola? Did Niniola yeah. pass through? Yeah um, she, was, she was like but she was, she was a third third okay okay third. and maybe Johnny Dream we did not even yeah <laughs> we did not even so what do you think the problem with those guys are in terms of breaking out into the music industry and to be really honest i i can't say 100 percent that i know what the problem is with them because i've really not been close to these guys yeah i've really not been close to these any of these guys who went through um the project fame and then you know going to the music industry proper proper i've really not been close to them you get, but what I can guess or what I can notice is that I've noticed that I really not have been close to these guys, you know, that um attained fame through you know reality um reality shows. music shows, yeah. I I really know I'm close to these guys, so I can't really authoritatively say. But uh, the questions that I ask too, or the main question that I ask is why um major labels aren't signing from these people. So. I have not. I, I don't work in like a big company, so I've no. I've never been part of the decision making in you know signing anybody. So I can't say, of course, why the these record labels do not sign these people. I don't know if they if 
like these people from these um um shows do not have the appeal that record labels want because i will already think they do i feel like the buying is already present but on the business on the business sense i think that signing somebody who has just you know really performed well in a music show in a reality music show might not be the most um Smart. might not be the most cost effective thing to do in terms of business yeah in terms of business because when when um, the company is like a business right most of these music companies are businesses right and they offer you deals okay. a lot of times like in the most generous of cases the artists takes like 30 percent of like the royalties yeah, of course, because this show will also take some percentage, management will take some percentage, and the company itself will take some percentage. Depending on like how many parties are there, right? But like in most generous generous of instances, artists take like thirty percent of especially mechanical royalties. They may take more when it comes to publishing, but mechanical royalties they take that's their that's like around the you know average amount that they take. So uh, this is this is important because someone who's coming from a music show usually has a lot more bargaining power than someone who's asking to be signed okay. you understand so True. from a business sense i'm not um okay. if if i was a record label yeah and i could get if i was a record label if i was a record label and i could get some guy who's really good but didn't come out of a music show yeah uh, yeah I would get him before I get someone who um, attends stardom from a music, a reality music show. That's because, like, with that guy, I have a lot more bargaining power. Uh, yeah. Plus, he's more malleable, meaning, um, um, which means that, like, he can be, he can be, he can be, I don't know, I don't know how it's possible. It's not trained, per se, because trained makes it sound a lot more. Um, um, technical, but he can be taught. Yeah, and yeah, he can be taught. Like if you know, because music companies are always trying to make profit, so they they they, they like they like people who are long more who are very versatile with their shit. They, they um, people who they can say, oh, we need you to make this kind of music because this is what is in appeal right now. So most of us, they, they are usually like most people who aren't from music shows. From what I've noticed, yeah. They adapt to like a lot, oh, yeah, true, true. yeah. When it comes to like genres and or most people come out from music shows, something you know, some some of them like their main strength is their vocal range. And if you can see in Nigeria today, a lot of most of the people who are like really cashing out majorly, they're not doing it because like they have some Beyonce esque vocal range. It's because they are apart from being um, guys who can drop bangers. They are also very, very good entertainers. So um, there's this thing people always say about Nigerian music, about how the music that pops up as songs you can play at the club, songs you can play at yeah. parties. Like yeah. for instance, I, I remember you talking about there was this group message we talk band, we talk about music and you were like, oh, this is December, and the kind of music that people should make towards this period yeah. are music that you want to pop up in, uh, in December. Yeah, like yeah, you cannot, yeah. you cannot see people releasing. Alternative music albums oh, yeah. at this point. I get, I get. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like the way music has seasons, right? So when when we had when we had, I I I remember when 
um, when Omali dropped his EP, I sent the EP link to my friend, she's South African, and in her words, she was like, oh, thank you, you really hooked me up with this one, like, you really put me onto this one. Why everybody was feeling Omali's music during the corona period is because it was calm. We were all inside, and I don't know a lot of people who are trying to dance in their houses or blast loud music in their houses. They are, they are just... People during the corona period, they just really wanted to be calm. They, they wanted calmer music. So, everyone who was dropping hip-hop... Everyone who was dropping hip-hop during the corona time was, you know, really just wasting... <laughs> not like wasting wasting their time but they were not getting as much appeal as they're supposed to get like and then after you know corona we are getting to the like to the end of the year and it's looking like things are going to open up they are going to be parties and all it would be very unwise for anyone to drop the omala or omale-esque kind of music right now and you don't even need to look so far for you to see for you to see the sense in what I'm saying, because when Omale dropped his first EP, like his six songs were top six on the, you know, on the top charts. But he dropped an EP that was like almost within that, you know, tempo and mood, right? And only one song from the EP is popping right now, and that's because it's, it's, it's not a slow tempo song. It's a mid-tempo song, so it's still a boppable song. It's not something that like is mellow. So that's the thing. People, different in 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 countries like Nigeria, where festivities are a big thing. If during festivities you drop a song that you know people want to meditate to or have like some slow crying sex to, then like I feel very sorry for you. <laughs> so so, uh, so, uh, so uh, there's something I always um, talk about when I talk about music to my friends. Mm-hmm. I talk about the um, importance of having a unique sound. Okay. So for instance, if I listen to Omale, I can get his voice from anywhere. Yeah. If I listen to Thames, I can get a voice uniquely. If I listen to Simi, I can get like a texture of a voice differently. Okay. So do you think that's something that is so so important in branding your music or in selling out your music, like the your vocal sound? So, for instance, now someone like um, Bagotins now, okay, definitely when I hear and also catchy phrase, for instance, yeah, kind of, yeah. when when uh, when uh, says this bread don't be like, like gege, yeah, okay. like, gege. So, uh, <laughs> so how important are these things in like in popping music? Oh, they are very very important because they're like intertwined with you know your brand and like pe- people's perspective of you. Very very important when it comes to having unique sounds. Um, I have a friend, his name is Hulu Ade, he likes to say, <laughs> he likes to say this thing, you know, like, you need sound yakba for street to not budget to the work things, but yeah, so if you have a budget, yeah, you have to have a unique sound, if you have a unique sound, you have to have a budget, you know, th- these things, like, the they work hand in glove, so, as for unique sound, it's very, very important because you don't want people to not know who is singing when your song comes on yeah because the way the music business is you don't make money just from mechanical realities that's money you get when like people stream your stuff you don't make money from just that anymore nowadays you make money from like um appearances you make money from from um performances you make money 
from like you know just being in some place you make money some people have like reality shows you get because of how strong their brand is you make money from selling merchandise also there's a guy i don't know if you've ever listened to a guy that he signs Naraman. his name is mobad i must have heard um, i think i've heard some of Naraman's head yeah, guys, sure. but I don't know them by name. Okay, so he has he has quite a couple. He has um he has C Black, Zinoliski, Mobad. I, I know I know Zinoliski. Okay, he has Mobad, Mobad. He has he has um he has Torikish. So Torikish produced a Mac Barrio okay. for Zinoliski. Torikish is the lady. So um he has C Black. Then he has Fabian Blue, some new guy. I went to school with him. So the thing with Mobad is this. I list. I had listened to almost ten. I've had li- listened to Mobad songs like almost ten times before someone told me that it wasn't Zlatan. You understand? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 unique sound. Yeah. So he sounded like someone who was already like way bigger. So his own breakouts, yeah, as a brand is going to be very, very, very hard. So that's the thing. Like, it's, you need you need people to know that you are the one who is on the mic you get like the same thing the exact thing bad boy teams does with um, emotional or like everybody knows oh it's a bad boy teams song it's a bad boy you get i like uh, what um, miracle does gigi you understand like, the video does the baddest everybody knows that the video jam so even i just wanted to comment but when things on the song he did it all over me like so but um tempo I've, there was this point where you know t classic yeah and the guy released a song that was really really good i can't i'm trying to yeah, yeah he has he has like three really good songs, songs. yeah but what's the problem with people like him and those people who, when they release like one really really good song that pops up very well the follow-up is something that comes very difficult for them so it's not taking them back to that position of trying to still break in, into the market so for me for me i think it's i think it's it's the problem of the structure uh, maybe i'm saying this because like i kind of know the classic and i know like the director liberal his side so i think that when you have like a very very strong structure maintaining your high won't be hard you understand so um rema came out with the maybe right but the maybe was not the maybe was not was wasn't even like his best banger at the time he released the maybe you understand but the maybe was a very good introduction to the market to the nigerian dancing market you get but as soon as he came out with the maybe you know People were like, yo, this is some bad guy. Shit, and next thing he drops an EP. Fire tracks with London, Zedicus, and all. Next thing, he drops a couple of singles more. He drops the... He drops the Bima Boy singles. He drops a lot of stuff. But if you notice something there, it's always... The, as soon as the conversation about Rema is starting to die, he drops another no. banger. You understand? So, having a team is not just about having like guys who only work in music. Nowadays, the way music is expanding, you 
you need like people who who you need a and r people they are called artists and repertoire mm-hmm. they work on your sound they work on your collabs you understand they tell you they, they let you know when they think you should drop because like maybe your streaming numbers are starting to dip or something they 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 are basically music intelligence guys you understand so maven currently has some of like the best music intelligence guys in nigeria at their service so it is very easy for them to make data-driven decisions for every each and every one of their artists with rema being like the focus artist right now so guys like c classic guys like um leo cash so they drop a song the streets like it everybody likes it you know it's dope you know a lot of resources go into this yeah but maintaining a high is a very hard thing to do maintaining a high is a very very hard thing to do a lot of times you need something that you need something unprecedented to maintain your high if you are not very big so for example we had like we had Baba Sims and dropped MJ was big. Baby. Do you understand? So back at Anonymous Music, all we said was this. The next song is dropping has to be big or we are not dropping it again. That's why that is why all of uh May, June, May through to like August and September when we dropped another song like all we all we're doing we're just doing we went back to the drawing table doing a lot of work working on branding working on like in public appearances working on um even going back to rework some songs that he had earlier recorded to give them like more um immersive experiences when like you are listening to the songs you understand so for us to uh, for us to get him like relevance in the conversation again the feature with Bado came through. You understand? So that was a heavyweight feature. It was an album song and it was massive. It was big. You get two. That was how we re-upped him. And after that, we had half fun. And after that, we have like the latest thing we dropped, Ogie. Where it was featured by the record label. So, <coughs> sorry. A lot of the times, a lot of the times, it's, it's usually a matter of like sometimes it can be personal issues. Maybe the artist, like you know, is trying to find themselves or refine themselves. Sometimes it's, a, it's an issue of um, the structure not being present to support the growth. Because sometimes like growth is sudden. Because I know like T Classic went from like. Um, I think 25k Instagram followers to I think was it 300k in like a month. <laughs> that kind of attention is mad, and if you that attention replicates it in the actual attention he's getting from people who work in the industry, the pressure is a lot. So sometimes these artists like they they they, they try to you know go back to their safe spaces and try to rework to get more songs out. But he has, he, I, I know, he, I think he has a new song out. I think I listened to it on the radio. I think it's good, he gets, but he, he needs to get the marketing right again. The same way he broke out the first time, if more, you know, spice can be added to that plan. And of course, more budget. So, like, yeah, about running So, um, on marketing, mm-hmm. first, 
how does um how do people get money from streams? So is there like for instance if I'm always streaming songs on mm-hmm. Apple Music, mm-hmm. is there a amount of money, a fixed amount that goes to the musician or that goes to the musician company or that goes to Apple Music and Apple Music themselves pays these guys? How does it work? So um here's the thing. Um if you subscribe to a streaming service yeah like apple music you pay subscription fees right you pay subscription fees everybody who uses apple pays subscription so um when you when you upload when you upload music right when you when when you upload music you you as an artist you upload music the platforms send them to these different streaming the 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 the, the distro platforms upro- upload them to the streaming platforms right the people who subscribe to the streaming pl- platforms pay certain amounts of money you know to keep their subscription alive right they have the computation at the streaming platforms yeah they have the computation at the streaming platforms that you know determine how much goes per stream. For example, Spotify pays higher per stream than Apple Music pays higher than, than Apple Music. One of the people who pay the least is AudioMark. AudioMark pays the least that I know of, you know, per stream. So they have their computation there that you know um then determines the amount of money they pay per stream. I think the amount of money they pay per, I think I think sixty cents or so. I think Apple Music pays like sixty cents if one person streams your song. And for I think for you to count as a stream, I think it has to go more than like the halfway mark of the song. I don't know, some technical thing, but they have their metrics there. What these digital platforms do for you is that when when the when the when the um what these digital platforms do is that when they get the reports from all these platforms from all the streaming platforms that you uploaded or that they helped you upload your music to they also act as like um remitters so the dish the, the streaming platforms then pay them for the number of times that your songs were streamed so they help you collate it when they collate it um you have a place you know you can withdraw your earnings and all of that so these two platforms are really like made it really easy so all of the technical shit is handled all of the technical stuff is handled by the digital pla- by the digital platform and the streaming platforms you understand you don't have to upload individually to the streaming platforms you, you just use the digital platform streaming platform so all you just have to do is go get your money and of course digital platforms sometimes take the percentage like one you percent know, three percent depending on the one that you use but you always the, the all of it has been cut short and like the processes are getting like shorter and shorter and shorter by the day like making it very very easy okay so on releasing of albums and i always have this we can't say this is a fixed way of getting someone out for instance someone can break out through an album someone could break out through just a single like I don't think Miyoko is. I have not heard about Miyoko's album. Yeah, I think and, he has an album, oh, The Mayor of Lagos. Okay, the, yeah, The of Lagos. That was yeah. like 2019 or so. Yeah, yeah. But like. He didn't break out with it, though, you know. Yeah. How, yeah. how easy or what, what's your own if you are to advise 
a musician who just came out and is really popping. Are you gonna advise him to drop an album yet? Or should drop singles? First of all, it depends on how like the musician became like really popping. So Omale had a song bad influence on it was out like from way back. Yeah, it was out since well he wasn't popping. So people the people who invested in him, yeah, then felt like the best way to bring this boy out is using an EP. It worked very well for them because their budget was buff buff, you know, like the rollout plan was mad. We had like we had we Nexons we had Omale like even having like CNN features. Um he was covering like Apple Music banners and all. You get the budget was buff, the marketing was buff. So a lot of times the way people break out depends on the resources that they have at hand. If somebody chooses that they have a single that they feel is a sure bet, yeah, the money that they have can support an EP, but it can support a single and make it bang. They can choose to drop the single. You understand? They choose to drop the single, they get money from the single. Like, if their bet goes right, you get single banks, they get money from it. Most of the times, the money that they get, they put it back. You know, to make more music. To make more music, you know, to, you know, they put the money back into the budget for the music and they put it out again. They're just, you know, trying to, like, it, that's that's the way it works for some people. Like lots of times, it's usually like the budget at hand. When when it came to Rema, Rema's Rema's P worked like that because he, he also already had the structure. Rema already had his EP ready by the time he dropped. Maybe you understand. So he was just waiting to be dropped. People who were you know industry guys, you know, they had they had they had you know they've done they had done listening sessions with people who worked in the industry. In the music industry and they're giving a lot of they, they got a lot of thum, thumbs up you understand on the project so this means that people who are going to work with the songs already liked the songs that's because of the structure you get and all that so it, it really depends on a lot of things so if it's an independent artist independent artists you know nowadays can recognize social media like for singles because the amount of money you can use to push a single and to work on something, it might not be enough to push an EP or a body of work, even though like you actually have like some hot stuff inside there. So it's, sometimes it's better to put a lot of your money on a very handsome looking horse, okay, than like sometimes it makes more sense to do that than to spread it over you know, a couple of okay looking horses. So, um, thanks so much, Tempo. It was nice having you on the podcast. But finally, I just want to ask one funny question. Okay. So, at what point do people know that if I'm investing in this guy, this guy is going to bang? I'm sure there might be a couple of misses. Man, like, it's music just like every other thing, like, has a lot of misses. Not every investment that you have, like, will turn out right. Sure. So, music has, like, a lot. The music business also has. A lot of misses, a lot of guys that you know, a lot of money was spent on them, but you know, it didn't go well. Maybe the acceptance wasn't there, and all. But there are things to look out for. Sometimes it's like, apart from the sheer talent or like the, the musical or vocal ability, apart from that, 
there are other things like the marketability of the person there are people that you already know for example i feel like that's what davido saw when he was signing miyokun he knew that miyokun was not going to be just a performing artist he was going to be an all-rounder miyokun was going to be a mother's entertainer miyokun was going to be you know a trendsetter because from his very first hits with dmw he gave like how many slangs in one song you understand and that's that's pop culture if you can have like culture defining moments or culture defining songs for example the wap song with me um, and the wap song that has megan the stallion with Nicki minaj yeah and, and cardi b right wait what yeah it was it was it was cardi b and megan rather don't mind me so that song is a culture defining song so sometimes when you look at the ability of these guys to do this you understand you know that if you support this p with a budget it's going to blow up you understand like i mean megan came in with the whole hot girl shit i know people put money into her into her thing and like it blew up singers like i promise you i know many good singers some people choose to remain as songwriters because they are they are brutally honest with themselves some of them they know this job they know how to create hits yeah and they feel like okay this is my niche i'll take it because creating hits is not the same thing as being an artist and being in the limelight out there in the public and everything there are a lot of music right there are a lot of very very good songwriters in nigeria um, it's a good thing that like in Nigeria beginning to accept the existence of these guys. You understand? And like accepting that there's no crime in you not writing your song. There's a guy named Shorimo. And that guy has written on all of the greatest albums that came out this year, but he's not a popular guy. But he's not a popular guy. Same thing with World. Yeah. You know, same thing with Adekunle Gold. Adekunle Gold, I think he did um um, one milli for the video. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote one milli for the video. World 2, there's this one on that song, I'm trying to remember. Then, uh, Shoyomo wrote on um, Tiba Savage's album, Celia. He also wrote on um, Fireboy Demo's album, Apollo. Apollo. You understand? So, so, these are the things that people do, people actually do work, um, watch out for too. They, they, they need they, they, they realize that music isn't just about the person and your vocal ability anymore. Like it's now about the business part. Yeah, the business part. You understand? Yeah. So they, they look out for uh this this person and how they envision that this person can carry out the other things that are not directly direct, directly related to music. But will come in his career and bring in a lot of, of course money. income like in deals endorsements and all oh, okay. it was nice having you on our podcast talk about music and i learned a lot to frank and i can't wait to see you guys do like more crazy stuff and send a lot of trend in nigeria especially yeah. with music because music is like our go-to thing everything is bad yeah. the economy is bad <laughs> everything yeah. is we're tired of the country so yeah i wish we, i wish we had more time today really i, I wish we had more time so 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 the, the only thing that helps us is like the good music 
we get. And this year we had a lot of good music. Yeah. So man, it was nice. So thanks so much. Alright, bro. Welcome.